broadcasting direct from somewhere in the core of cyberspace. You are listening to the J2 Podcast. Technical difficulties, guys? Nah, we're just uh, working some of the bugs out of the system. With your host, Justin Wilson, covering topics such as networking, internet provider news, Welcome to people. Every 12-year-old kid in Miami has one. And everything in between. All systems ready. Hey everybody, it's Justin. It's been a little while since I've uh, done any kind of podcast or anything like that. I've recorded some, but haven't made it through the editing process of them. Uh, Anybody who's followed me on Facebook knows we've had a uh, big deck project going on here at the house. Uh, We literally got stained down and got it fairly dry uh, the night before it started snowing here. So it was a kind of a race against time. Uh, Anybody who watches DIY or anything like that, that's part of the, you know, the suspense. Will they get it done before such and such time? And that was kind of what we were. Um, We were out spraying past dark one night because it was uh it was uh fairly fairly warm so trying to take advantage of that so that's that's why i haven't been you know very regular with uh some of the the podcasts and stuff here but now that it's getting colder and stuff hoping to to get back into a routine but i wanted to kind of do this uh and talk about some of the disney plus and hulu plus or not hulu plus but hulu issues that people are seeing pop up and i see the questions popping up on nanog and the the facebook groups and things like that so wanted to wanted to kind of go over what's going on what people are seeing and why they're seeing it so anybody who's uh, familiar with Disney, the new Disney Plus, uh, Disney owns the controlling interest, if not the entire interest of Hulu. So they're essentially the same platform. Uh, when Disney came up with Disney Plus, uh, they had the acquisition of Hulu in mind. They needed a streaming platform. They needed nodes. Um, you know, they needed the infrastructure to be able to do this. So they they essentially just took over Hulu. So when you're seeing problems with one, you're you're probably seeing some problems with the other. So one of the the problems folks are seeing are mainly the uh, if you're natting all of your customers behind a couple IP addresses. Disney Plus is seeing that as too many connections as a as a violation. So they're they're shutting down, you know, essentially all of your customers. Now, uh, one of the threads on the Nanog list says people are able to get that IP whitelisted. Um, if anybody has gone through that process or anything, please let us know. Um, you know, I've I've reached out to you know some of the contacts on Hulu and uh, Disney Plus on the Peering DB and and haven't heard back. But uh, I think the the ones that I've heard from that have gotten the IP whitelisted, they've had the customer call. So, you know, it's this typical, uh, you know, capitalist type thing. Uh, they, they listen to their customers. Hey, I'm a paying customer. I can't use your service. My ISP tells me I need the IP whitelisted. 
So they're probably more more willing to listen to a paying customer than, you know, just some some ISP off the street. So so that's one of the the other thing, one of the things going on. The other thing is people are report, reporting that Hulu is categorizing their IPs as business versus residential. Now there's a big discussion on Nanog. Why why should that even matter? You know why should uh, the fact that it's quote a uh, commercial IP address disallow me from using Hulu? And that's a you know pretty valid point. Uh, why you know why should they care? Um, you know folks are saying well maybe they're coming out with a you know a, a business type product for you know doctors offices waiting rooms whatever and maybe that's part of the grand strategy you know uh, XM radio has an XM business uh, type thing of course it's more money uh, licensing is a, is a little bit different that sort of thing so you you, you kind of have those two problems going on so what's the fix for it well like i mentioned earlier one of the fixes is the you know getting your natted ip address whitelisted uh, who knows how long that'll work you know you're kind of at their mercy so you want to be able to have a long-term fix so what are your long-term fixes? One is IPv6. Uh, like it or not, streaming services like IPv6. So if your customers have IPv6 addresses, then they essentially have public IP addresses. So they're not going to get, um, you know, they're not going to get uh, marked because there's too many connections coming from them. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, kind of kind of definitely look into IPv6. The other issue is or the other kind of fix for this is doing one to many NAT maybe at each of your towers. Uh, so now you, instead of say 500 customers going through a single IP address, if you have 10 towers and maybe they're equally you know spread, a, you know your customers are equally spread apart. Maybe you know you now have 50 customers coming through a public IP address. Uh, that's one of the kind of tricks I've been doing over the years. If I don't have that many public IP addresses, you know I'll do a one-to-many NAT at each tower. So now we're we're pushing our NAT closer and closer to the customer, which means um, fewer and fewer customers are now being NATed. So so that solves a lot of problems. Um, you know, so so kind of look into that. I've done some blog articles and things like that on one to many NATs. Uh, you know, it's it's fairly easy in a Microtech, fairly easy in Cisco, a lot of other platforms. It's it's fairly easy enough. I haven't done it much on Ubiquity, but you know, it it should be easy enough to do. So yeah, kind of you know one of the things going on in the internet world. So one to talk about that and kind of ease myself back into the uh you know the recording thing and thanks for listening <laughs>